Hello, everyone, and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter, and we have been doing this show now going on almost 10 years talking about men's stories from a men's perspective, and we've always said here at Solid Steps that as men, we're really good at sports, weather, and politics, but there's more to life than that. Most of and the most important part of life is more than sports, weather, and politics, and if I said one word with guys that this would really help perk them up. Um, now, we believe here at Solid Steps that you're not fulfilling your destiny as a man if you're not walking with the person of Jesus Christ, okay? Now, granted, there's a lot of good people who aren't walking with the Lord, but at the end of the day, you're not fulfilling God's plan for you if you're not walking with Jesus. But there's one word that I say, would say to somebody, a man, and said, hey, if, if I said this word, they will sit up in their chair and they will be able to lean in and have a conversation with them. If you go to any party, anywhere, any barbecue, anywhere, you go to a guy and you ask him this question, what do you do for a living? If I use the word work, all of a sudden guys can just lean in. Women do too, you know, but guys can really be associated with that. And so why is work a big deal to men? And why is, are we missing an opportunity to influence people with work. Guys, how many hours a week do you spend in church? How many hours a week do you spend in work? We are missing a massive opportunity. So, Chad, I love this concept, and I love uh, Tim and Koviak. We've invited you to be a part of the show because we want to hear your story, man. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks, guys. So, Tim, uh, yeah, welcome, brother. And, uh, of course, we've known each other a long time, man. We and- go way back. We go way back. <laughs> Tim, tell our listeners, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I, I'm a video guy. Um, I never thought of myself as being a minister. Um, I did videos for 15 years in corporate settings. I did over, you know, probably 400 different companies in the marketing company I worked with before I accepted uh, a job to go work in ministry. I served at my church for 15 years doing videos. And, and I thought of myself as the video guy. Um, but, you know, we were at a church where, you know, the pastor is you know, delivering a message behind a pulpit, and the worship leader is delivering a message with a guitar. And what I realized was I could do ministry with a video camera. And we're all in ministry. I mean, I'm not ordained, and I won't be on the stage, but I still can shoot and edit for God's glory in a way that impacts people. And, and I didn't know that until I got there, and I did that for 15 years. And then uh, about 20 years ago, or now about six years ago, I asked if— uh, you know, how do I get margin in my life? I went down to Gatlinburg and said, I want to get margin in my life. What do I do, God? And, and he said, give me your nine to five. And I said, no. <laughs> and he challenged me on a rock in Gatlinburg to, uh, to trust in him. He basically said, are you good at making videos about other people's faith in me? Or do you have that same faith yourself? And my answer was, I think I do. But I wasn't <laughs> sure. And, uh, and when he asked me to uh, give him all of me, so I could serve him more fully, um, I said yes. Um, I had no strategy except for trust and faith, and he delivered. And uh, I think that's what was really amazing is that um, the first couple of weeks out on my own with no strategy except trust, he opened up doors. And I started doing work with ministries and nonprofits and, and using the skill set that belongs to him to serve in a community that needed to have people involved and engaged in different ministries. And so I started doing that. And, and it went for a, a couple of years until about two years ago, I got a call from a guy named Bernie Feynman. Uh, he called me, said, you got my name? He said, I, you know, I heard you can do a video. 
My name is Bernie Feynman. I run Caldwell Tanks, one of the largest water tank companies in North America. I need a video. So I said, okay, you know, let's talk about your company. And he said, no, I don't want a company video. I want to talk about my story. Um, I'm 65 years old, recently accepted Christ as my Savior, and I love Jesus Christ. Um, that was last fall. And uh, at my December year-end meeting, uh, I decided I was going to say an eight-second pr- you know, prayer before my three-hour PowerPoint presentation. And, uh, and that's all he did. He basically said, God, you're the giver of all good things. It's been a good year. And uh, we give you the glory. And then he went on with his presentation, thinking nothing of it. Um, two weeks later, his management team asked if they could pray before their meetings. Uh, his welders, who come in at 6 in the morning, said, do you mind if we come in at 5.45 and circle up and invite Christ into our workspace? Would that be okay? And, uh, and, and the company was transformed. They brought in chaplaincy, his IT director, uh, sent out an email in March and said, hey, I'm going to start a Bible study at noon in the break room. Anybody wants to come, love to have you. Bernie, the president of the company, said he, hasn't, he didn't ask permission to do this. Like, I love that he didn't think he had to ask permission to do this. And he had been running the company for 40 years, and in four months, God transformed it. I joked with him. I said, that's kind of like God asking you to bring a loaf and a fish to the gathering. <laughs> and then you just multiplied it. It wasn't Bernie's story. It was God's, you know, basically Bernie said yes to God. And God said, watch this. And so we created a video. I made a five-minute video for Bernie. He even said, I don't even know what we're going to use this for. But I get asked to speak at different engagements. He's very respected as a CEO of a very large company. So he started taking his video around to Nashville, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, sharing his testimony and, and what just happened in his company. Well, people started coming up afterwards saying, you know, here's what we're doing in our company. Here's what we're doing in ours. So he called me a couple months later and said, hey, Tim, we need to make a couple more videos. So I started gathering these, <clears throat> these stories of men and women in a position of influence who are strong believers. And, you know, they're strong, you know, family members. But they've allowed God to infiltrate their workplace in a way that brings care and compassion and healing to, to hurting society. And, uh, and when Bernie asked me to, you know, create more videos, I really thought, you know, we're going to get 30 stories. They're going to be the same story 30 times. But that's not what's happened. I, we've got 30 very distinctive stories of God doing immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine, healing people who might otherwise never find him. And uh, it's been amazing. It's been amazing watching this journey just continue to grow. I mean, you've been on a, a roller coaster. You just, I mean, just hang on. Because God has just blown open the doors wide open. Yeah, it's his story. I mean, from the beginning, uh, you know, that's why I told Bernie, I said, this isn't a Bernie story. This is a God story. And, and all the people that I talk to, it's amazing. When I talk to these you know, CEOs and leaders of some very large companies, about a third of them, when I ask, you know, what's your job title? They say steward. You know, to whom much is given, much is expected. Um, I'm a shepherd, and he's given me a flock. You know, I have a responsibility. It's not an accident that these people are a part of my pack. I have a responsibility to make a difference. And, and how can I leverage my faith and my business that belongs to God anyway and be a steward to bring help and healing into our business and into our communities? And, and what, what kind of an extension of my church and my faith can happen Monday through Friday. It's, it's been amazing. And then you just go around and just, and, and just record and take these stories and promote it like here's, here's God at work. Here's God at work in yeah. these companies. Yeah, it's been amazing to see, you know, when I do presentations, people say that it's eye-opening. They say, I had no idea you could do this. I didn't know that was legal. 
Um, a presentation I did a couple of weeks ago, somebody wrote and said, it makes me reconsider how I've run my business, my family owned business for 28 years. Um, and that's really what we're doing this for is really to just try to inspire people to the possibilities of what can happen if you say yes to God. Um, take that first step or that next step, whatever that looks like. And, and, and we've got about 35 examples on the website right now of businesses of all sizes um, all over the country who are doing, doing amazing things for God's glory in his name. Yeah, and to tell our listeners, so you, I mean, basically you started a ministry called what? It's called Christ at Work. Um, it was interesting. We, uh, we have a small lead team together, and we we're trying to decide what we we're going to call it, and one, one of us you know, so faith in the workplace, and somebody said, ah, we need to be more stealthy about this. Maybe we'll call it you know, caring for people in a way that matters. And, and Bernie and I and another you know, <laughs> kind of thought, well, I mean, if it was Christ that made the difference, then why not just Christ at Work? Like Christ at work, Christ at, it kind of works. You know, let's just call it Christ at work. And literally 48 hours after we decided to call it Christ at work, I got a phone call. We got connected with Mark Whitaker uh, from Coca-Cola Consolidated. He was uh, in tune with some, at that time we had about seven videos. And he said, I, I, I like what you guys are doing. I think I can help. Hang out at your computer tomorrow morning and I'm going to make some connections. So I'm sitting at my computer and we've done Caldwell Tanks and a couple of Cornerstone Engineering and, and he connected me with Tyson Foods, American Airlines, Texas Instruments. So I called Bernie and said, uh, <laughs> how serious do we want to be about this Christ at work thing? Because <laughs> uh, we just had some amazing doors opened. Do we want to go through? And, uh, and Bernie said, absolutely. And so that's kind of where it started was God just opened a door. We stepped in. He opened another door. It stepped in. And, and, uh, and here we are today. That's phenomenal. Well, when you hear this, folks, you're thinking, man, uh, yeah, I put a challenge out there. If I work 40 hours a week, how much time am I with the people at work? And how many of us have been trained to say you got to keep Jesus on Sundays or outside of work and not bring him to work? And the reality of it is we got a lot of people who are hurting at work and you're rubbing up against them on a regular basis. And that's the time to do it. So we're going to take a break. And we're going to hear some snippets of some of these sound bites. We're going to play those throughout the show, little bits and pieces of it, to get an idea. But if you are interested in this, hang on. We're going to talk more about it here in the next few seconds on Solid Steps. Hadley Sign Solutions. Owner Chris Hadley has 35 years' experience in design, manufacturing, and the installation of commercial exterior electrical signage. He can help promote your business in Kentucky and southern Indiana. Call him at 502-419-7228. That's 419-7228. Or you can email him at HadleySignSolutions at gmail.com. That's HadleySignSolutions. Dan Hart Financial, if you want to retire or want to talk about retirement, whether you're a year away or 20 years away, Dan Hart can sit down, come up with your plan that you uh, need to have, or talk about your plan that you have in place and see if it's a good fit. Dan Hart Financial. They're not in church on Sundays, but they're at work Monday through Fridays. That's where we have to find them. That's where we have to get them. That's where they need the message. And your pastor has no impact on them Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday, but you did. So that was just a little snippet of a video that was done by our guest, 
uh, Tim Ankoviak with his ministry, Christ at Work. And you can get more information about this ministry at christatwork.cc. That's christatwork.cc. So, Tim, uh, kind of unpack what that guy was saying on that video that you did. Yeah, that's Chris Patton. He uh, he ran a large car dealership down in LaGrange, Georgia. And uh, about it was a family-owned business. And uh, about three years into him taking it over, he decided he recognized that people had hurt. You know, in this world, you will have trouble. And you don't leave it in the parking lot, it comes into work with you. So he wanted to impact the people and bring healing in his organization. So he put a sign on the door, 24 hours a day, come in, talk to me about anything. Three weeks later, not one person had come in to talk to him. And he realized, I am the one who writes the check. Like, they're not going to come and bring their real hurt and struggles to me right now. So he started a chaplaincy program. He brought in uh, Corporate Chaplains of America, a national organization. They're, they're very well trained. They're equipped. They develop relationships with your people. They check in on a weekly basis, and they can help steer you into marriage counseling or addiction recovery, different things. HR and leadership doesn't know what the specifics are. They just know that healing is taking place. And, uh, and they've had a huge transformation in their company as a result um, because people just aren't going to come share the truth with somebody who's writing the check. And uh, he's, uh, he's a good guy. He's running an organization called His Way at Work right now, and, uh, and they're equipping businesses to do just what we're in, you know, seeing people do all over the country. Tim, talk to our listeners about that whole concept of Sunday morning kind of Christianity, but really what God, your heartbeat and what God's heartbeat is, is Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday. Yeah, yeah. In this world, you will have trouble. And if we've been depending on people to come to a church for one hour on Sunday and think that's going to change the culture, then we're in big trouble. <laughs> um, I met a guy named Greg McBrayer, uh, American Airlines. He was an air traffic controller and a strong man of faith. 9-11 happened. And uh, he said 9-11 is an air traffic controller. Every day is nuts as an air traffic controller, but 870 planes nearest airport is crazy. But the day after is the day that changed him forever. He said, I went back into the same office I'd been in for 15 years. It was dead silent. Sat down at my desk. There was not a thing on the screen. And, uh, and people around him were broken. You know, what just happened to our country? What just happened to our industry? So they had nothing else to do. So he went around during that day and started praying with people and doing ministry. He fell in love with ministry to the point where he got ordained and said, I'm going to go start a church. Two years later, he tried to start a church outside of Dallas, and uh, God shut the door. And uh, a year later, he tried to start another church, and God shut the door and said, I, I've made you a shepherd, and I've given you sheep. You minister right where you're at. And, uh, and he had an interesting line. He said, you know, had I been a pastor, you know, if you go to church every Sunday from age 20 to age 60, you're going to spend you know, 1,400 hours in church. But if you go to the workplace from age 20 to 60, you'll spend 120,000 hours in the workplace. And, you know, what a disservice to God's glory would I have been had I actually just gone and served in a church for one hour a week when he was already there. And, and American Airlines started to recognize that there was some value in that. So they named him chaplain and then they, they elevated him up. Here we are over 20 years later. Now he's the chief of flight operations worldwide and chaplain. He had a funny line in the video. I didn't use it in the video, but he said, to be honest, I'm probably the highest paid chaplain in the world, but <laughs> that's my passion. Um, my occupation is different and it leads me to the relationship with people to help healing happen. And he runs DFW Airport now. They've got eight chapels. It's the largest chaplaincy airport uh, program in the world. And uh, they have 700 million people flying in and out of Dallas 
throughout the year. And I spent two days with him. It was amazing the people who will stop and, and ask for prayer and the amount of ministry that he does. He said, people tell me things they're never going to tell their home pastor because they're never going to see me again. And not everybody's traveling you know, on a vacation. And the, it's a ripe mission field for ministry to happen in an airport. You wouldn't think that, but it's amazing to sit in his hip pocket for a couple of days and watch the kind of scope of ministry he does. I, I just love that concept of that. I mean, you know, Second Corinthians 5 says we are ministers of the gospel, that we are ministers of reconciliation, that we are ambassadors of Christ. And he's saying, I'm not going to be a preacher, you know, on Sunday morning. I'm taking this to my work. We're all in ministry. Everybody is in ministry. God is everywhere. I had a business guy a couple months ago. He said, I don't know how I'm going to bring God into my workplace. And I paused, and I said, God's already there. Maybe he's act, you know, waiting for you to activate him. I mean, if he's everywhere, then why are we segmenting our God of Sunday and disallowing him? I, had a, I heard a guy say it's kind of like putting your wedding ring on and taking a shower in the morning and brushing your teeth and having breakfast, and then just before you go to work, you take your wedding ring off and stand on the counter when you go to work. I, it doesn't work that way. I mean, God is to be with us at all times, and we're to be light in the darkened world. And there's, it's a responsibility. It's an opportunity. I mean, we're his 24 hours a day, and, uh, and it's no accident who he brings us in close proximity to. Um, people are watching. Tim, t- tell us a story about when you encounter a business owner or CEO or president, and they ha- they've been kind of running autopilot, hmm. and they haven't really had this perspective, and then they're introduced to this kind of vision. Talk yeah, to our listeners I, uh, about that. I met a guy, John Rogers, down uh, outside of Arlington, Texas, runs a huge fabrication company that works with the oil refineries. Uh, very successful company. And uh, about eight years ago, he felt convicted to do things differently. And I said, well, what did you do? He said, to be honest, first thing I did was Monday morning, I got on my knees and I apologized to God. And then I wrote a letter and I walked around and shook the hand of everybody in my organization and said, things are going to be different. And uh, he actually built a chapel in his fabrication facility, brought in chaplaincy, brought in Hispanic chaplaincy. They've had nine conversions for Christ and a, a much healthier work environment by a very small investment just because he cares. Not about how many widgets you can make in an hour, but about you and your people and your family. That is so awesome. Uh, I got a story I'm going to be doing in July. Um, there's a guy who is a, a president of a Fortune 500 company, publicly traded company. Worked at it for 22 years, retired eight years ago. And uh, he said, I had a very successful company. And then I retired and I wrote a letter to everybody in the company and said, you know, thank you for your efforts. We've been more than successful. Uh, some of you have asked, um, in retirement, I'm going to get more involved in my church and I think I might do some missions work. And he said the next morning he got up, there were a thousand emails in his inbox and everything was basically the same one. And they, they all said, you're saved? Like, you go to church? And he was devastated. They had no idea. Uh, about six months later, his wife said, you know, <laughs> our marriage worked a little better when you were gone, a little more than just now. And uh, he was being approached by another company to, uh, to turn them around. And uh, so he met with their board and he said, I think I'm the right guy to turn your company around, but we'll do it on three conditions. And he outlined how Christ was going to be a part of his organization in a publicly traded company. And they said, we're willing to put up with that to get the results that we think we can get. And th- th- that company wasn't a quote-unquote Christian company? No, not at all. Okay. 
and he decided that uh, he wanted. How often in, in in your world do you get a chance to do it right? You know, get a second chance. And when you wake up to a thousand emails and the people that you've worked with for twenty two years are shocked, like shocked that you're a believer. Um, he's doing it differently now. I'm very interested to hear how he ran the company before, what it was like to wake up that morning and, and get those kind of responses, and then what it's like to do it differently for the past seven years. And uh, it should be an interesting story. When you say yes to God, it just changes everything. It's God's story. And, and you know, and that's the thing. It's not, it's not about individuals some of these individuals i want to interview they say oh i don't want to do a story about me and it's not about you it's about you being a steward of god and what he can do through you and and the impact that he can have and uh, and then we're trying to inspire other people to see it that way and consider saying yes to some of the strategies that we see people doing all over the country so if you're listening to this if you're like me and you hear the story about the gentleman who says, I'm retiring. <laughs> and then they go, I didn't know you were a Christian for 22 years. The word conviction better come up in your sentence of response. Because let's vote, we were not called to be put under the dark. We were called to be light in the darkness, right? So, okay, let's just say you've done that. You've, you've not done it as well. What can you do now? We're going to talk more about that in the next two segments here on Solid Steps Radio. Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Eric Veal has been a sponsor of our show since the beginning. If you need your teeth cleaned, overall dental health, Dr. Eric Veal can take care of you. He's got two locations in the Louisville area, one in Iroquois Park area, and then the other in eastern Jefferson County. That's Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. And Frank Enterprises, they are a professional septic tank landscaping and wastewater management company. If you have water outside your house that's not going where it's supposed to go, or you have septic tank issues or any landscaping needs, Frank Enterprises can take care of you. Their years of experience will come through and you will be thankful you called them. Can you imagine every single believer and Christian actively walking out their faith in the workplace and the kind of impact that that would have for generations to come, for our communities, for our businesses, for the way that we live and act and vote and, and give. And Tim, when, you, when I hear that, I, I, I just get really excited about when, when we can cast a vision that every Christian can make a difference, whether they work in for a small company, mid-sized company, large company, it doesn't matter. We all have an opportunity. We all have a responsibility. Um, there's no doubt. I've seen people at all levels of the organization making an impact in, in steering the direction um, of faith-driven initiatives. It's, it's, it's been eye-opening. You know, for somebody who worked in 15 years in corporate and then 15 years in, in church, you know, to be able, who better to take those two and weave them together and, uh, and, and then I get to meet somebody like Bernie who really just, you know, our, our trust is that, you know, God's got an audience predetermined for this message before we even did our first video. It's his story. Yeah. And uh, we're just taking steps along the way to inspire more people to say yes to, to whatever God's leading. That's cool. You got to sit down with Ken Blanchard. 
I and I, I, I want to hear this story because I love Ken Blanchard and what he stands for. And so tell us that. Yeah, we got connected. He heard some about what we were doing. We're starting to gain some national recognition. And and he uh, he contacted you know contacted me and wanted to hear some of the stories. You know, how, how are you seeing? How are people leading like Jesus? You know, Ken's known for in the mid-80s writing One Minute Manager. And then he accepted Christ. And then uh, he looked at Christ through the lens of leadership principles. And then he wrote Lead Like Jesus in the early 90s. And so we got to talking about all these different aspects of leadership that I've seen, um, strategies that have helped make a difference, taking God of Sunday into your Monday through Friday. And, uh, and we got to talking, and he agreed to do an interview. So he invited me out to his house, and, uh, and we got to sit down for 45 minutes and do an interview. And, and I got to ask him, you know, how he got started in this and, you know, how he came to faith and you know, what role does Christ play in a culture today? And, and, uh, and I even asked him, I said, you, you wrote that book, you know, 25 years ago, you know, is it still relevant today or is it maybe even more relevant today? And oh, he's 83 years old and he's fired up. It's more relevant today. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we got to talking and he, he just, he's just a wealth of perspective and knowledge. And I said, if you were to write one more chapter, what would it be? And he said, do it now. Don't wait. Do it now, and uh, and I think he's right. Uh, I think we're in a you know we we've all seen the culture in a downward spiral. I did a I did a talk a couple of months ago down in Dallas at a church on a Wednesday afternoon. They're having a business and ministry conference, bringing in a couple of speakers and inspiring businesses to what their next step might look like. And afterwards, I I interviewed the pastor of the church. It's seven thousand people at this church. It's a big church down there. And I said, you know, why did you guys host this conference? And well, it's important that you know, business and ministry, and, you know, tell me about the, you start talking about the state of the culture and how we wish that we could do something to stop it. And he looked at me and he had tears in his eyes and he said, I'll be honest with you. If Sunday was enough, it would have worked by now. And here's a pastor of a church who recognizes that if we're waiting for them to come to us for one hour on Sunday and think that's going to change the direction of what we see happening in our world, you know, we're in trouble. He, he got pretty honest. He said, since 20, since the pandemic in 2020, you know, we've been so focused on entertaining people and not offending anybody that we forgot that our mission is to equip people and mobilize God's army to go out, to do the great commission, to live it out, you know? And, uh, and here's a pastor who, who says, if Sunday is enough, you know, if Sunday was enough, it would have worked by now. I just, I, I could write that, but it wouldn't mean anything for a pastor to say that yeah. I think was uh, eye opening. Tim, talk to our listeners about, um, like, your hope for this whole ministry, Christ at Work. Yeah, we're a nonprofit. Uh, we just started this year. Um, we're very new into this world. Um, our hope is to inspire other businesses to say yes to God. Um, we're fully funded by two local Louisville businesses, uh, Caldwell Tanks and Preload. And now, just just pause there just for a moment. Yeah. So these two businesses, they so believe in what you are doing. What God's doing. And through you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They're just cutting a check. Bernie has run two very successful tank companies. And um, I don't, I, if you were here, I think you would say, I don't think I was put on this earth to build two big water tank companies. Maybe I was put here to run companies one way for 40 years and then just catch a glimpse of what can happen if you say yes to God. And he gets caught it, you know, caught just a glimpse of just this 
dramatic change in culture um, and help and healing um, to the point where now he's resourced to be able to create the tools to inspire other businesses to do it way longer than he got to. Uh, I think, you know, our hope is that 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, any age, you know, a believer of, who has influence can bring some of these simple strategies in and bring hope and help and healing into their organization in a way that just makes a dramatic difference. And, and so, yeah, we're fully funded by two companies to create the tools to inspire a world to say yes to whatever God's asking them to do. And it's not just to inspire them. It's really to educate them, mm -hmm. uh, legal matters. Yeah. And explain that a little bit. Yeah, we set up the website. Uh, it, we started with videos. And you know, we knew that videos would inspire people. But we thought, what if we have a, letter, you know, a section that's got inspiration? What if we have a section that's got a legal section where we bring in three attorneys, we ask them the 15 frequently asked questions. What are the boundaries? What are the do's and don'ts? The third section is how to get started. We've got a getting started toolkit. What's the first step? What's the next step? And then the fourth section is really how to stay accountable. How do you get involved in some of these local, regional, and national organizations where iron sharpens iron, and it kind of keeps you on task in a world that might not be as amenable to uh, you know, God, on your <laughs> God on your doorstep. And so we set this up basically to inspire people. And you know, one quick story, we, uh, that, that conference I did down in Dallas where I met the pastor, um, I had lunch with a guy and I just got to talking to him saying, you know, tell me about your company. They've got 60 employees. He said that they do worship once a month. I said, well, I, I don't have a story about worship. I, I love it. I give him my card and I'd love to connect with you in a couple of weeks. So I got home. I sent him the website, sent him a couple of videos that I had just finished. I said, I'd love to talk to you next week about coming down and doing a story. I called him the next week and said, Tim, I, I can't do a video. What do you mean you can't do a video? He said, well, we've been doing Bible study and worship for about six years. But I looked at your website, and I just saw three initiatives that we should have gotten started years ago. And we're getting started next week. I brought my lead team together. We're going to start this, this, and this. In fact, if you can introduce me to the CEO that I saw in one of your videos. So I made a phone call. They connected. And he's got ministry going on today, helping his community in ways that they weren't being reached two months ago. And it's all because of Christ at work. He thought he was doing enough. You know, they do worship. <laughs> they bring in a worship leader for their staff meetings. And yet he was missing out on other initiatives just because he didn't know. I mean, that's, that's really what we're here for. Businesses like Bernie's, you know, they're doing what they do for God's glory. And then they get to doing their work. They don't know what the guy across the street's doing. They certainly don't know what the guy across the country's doing. Now, I've been to Seattle and Phoenix and Dallas and Spartanburg and Orlando. And I mean, we're just capturing the scope of what God can do in Fortune 500 companies, mid-sized companies, small companies, uh, just watching the impact that he has and, and the healing that happens. Those three things that you mentioned that they, they weren't doing, they were doing worship. Mm -hmm. what, what were those three things? Chaplaincy is probably the one thing that most people say, bang for the buck, chaplaincy, bringing in one of the, you know, one of the national chaplaincy organizations is huge. Setting up a care committee is something that a lot of people are doing, where they take a percentage of their net profits and then they set up a 501c3 and let the lowest level people who identify the needs in the organization write the checks to help people. So if somebody's got a loved one in California who had a car accident, but they can have trouble getting there, they can cover the airfare, they can cover the hotels. They, I, there's just a wide variety of things that people are doing. Yeah, that's so cool, yeah. so cool. When we begin to take the kingdom of God mindset mm -hmm. 
into Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, it's a game changer. Yeah. It, it will change. Chad, when you hear all this, what, 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 ex- what excites you? Well, I think it's, this has been a sleeping giant that, you know, again, a, few, a couple thousand years ago, a carpenter who went into ministry said, hey, go make disciples of all nations, right? Teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. And so that's a Monday through Saturday call. It's not a one-day-a-week call. So I, I love hearing people say, hey, let's put this together. So we're going to take a break, come back for one more segment here on Solid Steps Radio. Ellen and Credit Union has been around the Louisville, Kentuckyana area for decades. They can help you with every financial need that you have, whether it's personal, commercial, you need a home loan, car loan, Ellen and Credit Union can take care of you and all of your financial needs. Bright Star Home Care, if you have someone that you love and care for that needs in-home care, whether they need one visit a week or they need 24-7 care, Bright Star Home Care is your very first contact to start that process and find out what's best for you and your loved one. We also want to thank podloo.com. That's Louisville Podcast Studios. If you want to do a professional sounding podcast or video cast, you want to look and sound great, Louisville Podcast Studios is your contact. Go to podloo.com. That's P-O-D-L-O-U.com. God never told me to build a business to go make money. He said, Go do what I've called you to do. Go love me and love people, and then let me take care of you. So, Tim, uh, we're with our guest, Tim Ankoviak, who is with uh, Christ at Work. That's ChristAtWork.cc, if you're just uh, picking up this show, uh, mid-show. And it's a ministry that tells the stories about what's going on that Christ is doing in workplace. Tim, who is that who we just heard? Yeah, that's John Houston Homes. They're down in the Arlington, Arlington, Texas neighborhood. And uh, he started a home building company and he didn't want it to be about homes. He wanted it to be about Christ. And he goes on to say that for every home he builds, he thinks he has 60 opportunities to win people for the love of Jesus Christ. Uh, he teaches his salespeople that, you know, we're not here to sell houses. We're here to win, win people for Christ and his glory. And uh, if, you, uh, if you sell a house, he says you're going to have an average of, 10 impacts to get that one sale, but he teaches his salespeople that every one of them is equal. I interviewed one of the salespeople and he said, to be honest, we probably had more impact for God's glory for people we've never even sold houses to. And, uh, and they run their entire company like that. They've got a, a chief ministry officer. They actually have a full-time position for a guy to execute God's strategy in and around Arlington. And uh, they've invested in a full-time staff position as a chief ministry officer. Yeah. That, that, that's incredible. I love that heart and that vision that's way, way, way beyond just building homes or selling homes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tim, talk to us about uh, our listeners need to hear what other companies and businesses are doing a part of this. I mean, the large companies that people would know would be, um, I think, Tyson Foods. They have 128 full-time chaplains in 125 of their factories all over North America. Um, American Airlines, uh, we talked about Greg McBrayer. He runs the largest airport chaplaincy program in the world with eight chapels in each of the eight terminals at DFW Airport. Um, 
Texas Instruments. They started this whole thing in 1996. I interviewed Kent Johnson. He was the the head of legal services um, for Texas Instruments. And in the mid-90s, they were approached that they wanted to have, um, you know, the gay and lesbian want to have representation. So they, uh, they ran it up the flagpole and said, you know, what do we do about this? He said, well, you know, you can either say no and, and face the repercussions, or you can say yes, but you have to say yes to every organization. I'm going to start a Bible study next week. And they decided to go ahead and allow them in. They got a Bible study started, but then they partnered with them. And he said, to be honest, you know, everybody gets a seat at the table. But just because you have a seat doesn't mean you have a voice. It also means you have to listen. And, and they build relationships. And he said the commonality was amazing and that now, you know, nearly 30 years later, um, it's just amazing that that is what opened up the door for faith and ministry to even get started at Texas Instruments. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, you've, you've, you've worked with uh, TaylorMade Farms. Yeah. Talk about that just for a minute. Yeah, TaylorMade, uh, they're the largest thoroughbred breeder in North America. About half the Breeders' Cup horses, about half the Derby horses were born um, at TaylorMade. They've got chaplaincy. Um, they've got you know, a care committee. They've got some amazing things. We went to really do a story just because I want to have a feature video in May. And uh, as I got to talking about it, Frank Taylor started talking about his addiction and how God delivered him three years ago from alcohol addiction. And he went on to talk about how they started partnering with a local recovery center in Lexington, and he wanted to try to help the men and women in recovery. And, uh, and they said, the biggest problem we have is that we do a good job when they're at the house at night and in the Bible study and in the program, but when we let them go at seven in the morning to their job, some of them just find their way back into the darkness. So Frank said, what if I started a school of horsemanship? I'll teach them the basics of horsemanship. I'll dedicate a stable to recovery. They'll be with each other 24 hours a day, and they'll never be out of the accountability group. There'll always be somebody just a little bit ahead of them and a little bit behind them so that on the road to recovery, they've got a 99.8% success rate. It was so successful, they went ahead and bought a house and renovated it, and they've got a program going on in the house. So they've got the house and they've got the stable. And then just last month, they, they started another house on property, and now they're going to double their capacity later this year. That's, stable recovery is what it's called. They have a nonprofit called Stable Recovery. We dedicated a barn to recovery so that the, the people trying to break the addiction spend 24 hours a day together. Mm. Amazing. Christatwork.cc. Tim, why does this matter? It's a hurting world out there. And where are people going to go with their hurt if they don't have a healthy alternative? And I think what I've seen through business leaders and chaplaincy and care committees and, and prayer trees and Bible studies and worship is that you can take elements of your Sunday and weave it into your Monday through Friday, and, and God will redeem that. And, and there are hurting people. One quick story. I know a guy, he brought in chaplaincy last summer. Um, he had a welder who, uh, who was an atheist but hated Christians. And so every Thursday at 1020, he knew that this Christian was going to walk by his, his welding station. So he had a snide comment for him every time. Until last October when the welder's wife was diagnosed with cancer on a Monday morning. And he knew that this Christian was going to be walking by. He said, hey, come here. The chaplain's like, oh, no. <laughs> but the guy said, here's what's going on in my life, and uh, I don't believe in God, and I've never prayed. Can we, can we talk? And they did, 
Uh, the next Thursday, the chaplain sought him out and said, yeah, just checking in, how are things going? A couple of weeks later, they, uh, they met for coffee. They met for lunch, and the guy was baptized in January. And uh, he's part of their Bible study now. And he's got three kids. And the owner of the company, with tears in his eyes, said, you know, this family tree might be changed. Like, what would he have turned to with that kind of darkness had I not made a small investment in providing a chaplain so that he knew at 1020, I, I have a place to go for an answer. I don't even believe in that guy's God, but, but I just need to talk. And, uh, and God worked through it. Tim, love what you're doing, brother. <laughs> Keep it up. Uh, we're just cheering you on. Thanks for coming on. I, I can't believe our, our time is up, brother. Yeah. Um, but thanks for sharing. Thanks for, uh, you know, just your heart. And, uh, man, God bless you and Godspeed in what you're doing. Would you, you pray for us and pray for the, our listeners that we would step out and be bold and courageous? Yeah. Heavenly Father, it's such a privilege to serve with you in a world that just seems so far away. Uh, our prayer is that we just ask that people's eyes and hearts and minds be open to the possibility of their love they have for you and that it might be extended into uh, their entire work week. It's a, it's a mission field out there. It's a right mission field. But uh, we know that you are the giver of all good things. And we, uh, it's a pleasure serving alongside you. We look forward to seeing the difference that you can make in the lives of people who don't yet know you. We just thank you for the privilege of being a part of your team. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Tim. Thanks so much. Christatwork.cc. That's Christatwork.cc. And uh, the mission statement for them is, we tell stories of Christ at work in people's lives, businesses, and organizations, and help to connect people to ideas, opportunities, and resources to empower them in, out their, them in, out their calling in their workplace. So that sounds like a pretty good plan. And the idea of saying, uh, we're going to tell the stories of Christ. God's a storyteller. And boy, I have to tell you what, if you start saying some stories about what has happened in your work, that's where your stories start to flow. So the question is, if you haven't been utilizing this capacity, go to christatwork.cc. You're going to have ideas. I guarantee you, I just been on the website. You be there for 10 minutes. You're going to have some ideas to take back to your workplace. Whatever it is, uh, Tim said it best. You don't have to invite God into your workplace. He's already there. He's inviting you. So now, are you going to take that invitation? Thank you for listening to Solid Step Training.